0: Hello.
1: Hello and welcome to Rainbow Notes NYC.
0: Welcome to Rainbow Notes NYC. Hi Jules. Hi Gabriel.
1: Ah, how's it going? It's It's better. (laughs) It's been
0: a day. It is
1: so much better to be live. (laughs) It's been a day. Yeah, it's been a a day. day. But it is so good to be live.
0: It is very good to be live. I know
1: we did. We did have a little attempt of doing something pre-recorded. Yeah, it is so much harder. It It takes so much effort, and we got so self-conscious. It was like, what are we doing? We are so much better live.
0: You guys should check it out. Either way, it's on the spotify on,
1: on the spotify so check it out everywhere you get your podcast
0: exactly um, except
1: it, apple podcast
0: we're, we're not there we're not yet. there yet you know we'll we're getting get there, there we'll get yeah, there exactly. Yeah. so tonight um is the day before my birthday <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I
0: had to mention it. I'm sorry. And I know. I and to. we
1: and, and, and some of us have been chastised. <laughs> yeah, because, a little bit, but it's okay. You know, in Germany it's actually bad luck to celebrate your birthday before you actually make it.
0: Um, because you might not make it. I'm not gonna die tomorrow, Gabriel. Uh,
1: no, no, it would be today. <laughs> if you died tomorrow, you made it. Get it? Get it?
0: And that is the laugh of our wonderful guest for tonight. We
1: have an artist, an artiste, an
0: artiste from Barranquilla, Colombia. That's right. And I will let her introduce herself because she's like eager. I wish you guys could see this.
2: Buenas noches. Hola. Rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> bueno, hi. My name is Jessica Mitrani, and I'm very excited to be here with Jules and Gabriel. Yeah, hi, we're Jessica. so glad to have
1: you here.
0: I know that you're a little nervous. It's okay.
1: Yeah, but we can jump right in. We could definitely jump you right in. You have a really interesting backstory. I read about your last name, and I know this is a word that is not in use anymore. What? But it was a place called tranny. I thought oh, it was funny. Oh, true.
2: Yeah, that's oh, very true. Yeah. Oh, right? me tranny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like me tranny. Yeah, me, tranny. Gabriel,
2: Gabriel, I make that joke. You do? Yes, <laughs> I do with the gestures and I know I shouldn't but I do. I know. It it, it just
1: it's a word that fell out of favor but yes. you know.
0: It's being reclaimed by the community. Cool. But Good. that's besides the point. Yes. Jessica, so, thank you so much for being here tonight. That's right. We really appreciate you yeah. taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedule. It took us like a month and a half to get you in here. So thank you so much for being here. Um, One of the reasons why we reached out to you was because you're fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> blushing. You can't
1: see it, but she's actually blushing. Yes.
0: Yes, she is.
1: She's humble on top of everything. Talented, humble, and and so well-educated. You're also a lawyer.
2: Yeah, ex-lawyer. Ex-lawyer.
0: Ex-lawyer. But then that also kind of plays into your art a little bit,
2: right? Yeah, it was interesting. I I was studying a law in Barranquilla, Colombia, Mm -hmm. um, circa, oops, 1988 (laughs) or something like that. And I remember um, a class where we were studying uh, criminal law, and in the code, uh, there was an article saying that if a man rapes a woman, but then asks the woman to marry, the rape is invalid. Oh. So at that time, my my pre-feminist brain was like a scrambled egg, and I raised my hand, and I... Was going like ah, ah, bah, 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 because that, that, I couldn't articulate basically what was wrong with that picture. Right. So um, comerse
1: la torta antes so. de, de la fiesta. <laughs> that means to eat your sandwich before the break. Right. right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was so frustrating to see a, a law that it's it was clearly obsolete. It wasn't you know um um as so many are. But yeah, no, but but but, but to, that it was still on the code. Yeah. So it was so, as a woman, it was so frustrating not to have the vocabulary to say why this is this was wrong or why this is not wrong. So I guess my 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 long um, uh, camino to feminist started that day where I where the day that I just couldn't articulate really why this was so wrong. Absolutely. Then I joined a crazy feminist group in the. Um, late eighties, beginning of the nineties that were doing like things that were done in the seventies, so I was very anachronistic, um, <laughs> and I was like hitting myself on the wall with amazing woman, and that helped me a lot
0: <laughs> now when you say crazy feminists, yeah, can you identify what that means because when you use crazy and feminist together, they always think like man hating. Butch lesbians, separatists, um, separatists, separatist, oh right. you know, communes. Yes. Um, so, why don't you elaborate on that? So, a little yeah, bit. When
2: I guess that at that that time, um, we I, I didn't have a lot of the vocabulary that we have now. Mm-hmm. So, I've always been. I was always. Uh, people would say to me, "Oh my God, Jessica, you're so crazy! You're so crazy!" And I really, they don't know how to take that. It was is it a good crazy? Is it a bad crazy? And then um, when I met this woman, I kind of, I felt that crazy was a completely positive um, yeah. connotation mm-hmm. because it was definitely not adjusting to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think Krishna Krishnamurti said that actually the people that are adjusted in the world are crazy, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> this world is crazy. So I said it in such an ample Way you know, mm. crazy in expansive way, crazy in taking into account things that are um, not conventional mm-hmm. because i I wrestled all my life with conventions I really wanted to to belong
1: and conform and
2: and, and I mm. mean uh, to belong to myself, you okay. know, and as a woman all the all the roles that I saw um I tried to get in to put like the jacket and try to be the lawyer or to go to the supermarket and be the housewife mm-hmm. even motherhood you know i even motherhood give it so, a try yeah, give it a try you know i mean and, and nothing and all these conventions seemed um uh not satisfactory yeah so so i had to really really um um, massage my way into the roles, uh, living the roles and making them my own and being Jessica as this thing, Jessica's the other thing, but not me entering to a prefabricated role. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I think yeah. that's been my, that's been my, my, I don't know, my, my journey, I hate that word. I yeah. find
1: it so interesting that you didn't find the language to question, right, this law, because. In my mind, and I think it's true for most lawyers, they're so into, like, the legalese and the nitty-gritty. And, and like, that's how cases get decided many a times, right? It's not really what the—it's how it's interpreted. And so uh, lawyers may not be into, like, the philosophical mm-hmm. quandrums or, or, you know, of, like, what what is this? But into how you get, like, your will through, like, words— but you lacked. You had the language, but you lacked. I
2: I I, ha- I didn't have the language because because rape is not because in with that law. If I take into account that law, it seems like rape has to do with honor and with the honor of a man, right? Instead of that, and and, and a sexual act that is related to the honor of a man which is very problematic
1: we yeah, are which he can and give then, and take
2: and then well no no rape is a it's a crime of violence it would be the same thing if a law would say well if a man stabs a woman and then asks her to marry her the the stab is not uh it's not allowed bad. yeah so that's what i mean yeah yeah and that and and that is a very big uh uh concept Right. It's, you know? it's the analysis. So, of, so, And that analysis comes yeah, from feminists. Absolutely. That analysis I could never find in any legal terms. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean vocabulary. Feminism gave me the vocabulary to articulate things that felt wrong. But I couldn't even say why they felt wrong. So when I started dissecting the feminist vocabulary, um, I, you know, it helped me articulate who I am. And again, I speak about feminism in the in a very ample way, also, I I am a very eclectic person, mm-hmm. and I and I and I and I and I would like to think as my feminist, Jessica's feminist, is a feminist with is a huge umbrella. It's a huge umbrella that hopefully you know um, hosts uh, difference, hosts um, equality, because for me that's that's the the two main. Um, concepts that that started started family e- 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 equality and, under the law mm-hmm. but respecting the, the philosophical differences uh where we all come from oh my
0: god that's such a good right. way like, of being able to kind of put it because there's there's been so many questions of what is feminism
1: well it should be about liberation and right. i think that since feminism was conceived, we've gone through so many iterations Mm -hmm. of it that now it's really about feminist practices, right? What are the outcomes of your feminism? It's uh, because it also has been co-opted by like, uh, you know, the powerful and the neoliberals. And And now... And cookies,
2: feminist cookies. Yeah, Yeah, you can go buy them. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you can buy like feminist, you know, (laughs) yoga pants.
0: (laughs) But it's true, and it's, everything is capitalized, right? Yeah, everything. every everything yeah. is capitalized, yeah. and it goes yeah. back to what you I guys mean, said. I mean, Hillary before. Clinton
1: and Sher- Sharon Cheryl Sandberg, like, oh, they're feminists, but they're about themselves. They're about like the self-realization of the individual woman, and that's not a bad thing. But right. what about the rest of the women? What right. about the women who are not white? What about right. the women who are really truly oppressed? You know, they keep the focus on the glass ceiling because they want to break through and be a CEO. But what about all the women who are stuck on the mm-hmm. sticky floor and don't even have a chance? So
2: but, well for me, let's say, um, and, and it's funny because uh, uh, as I say, I'm very, I'm, I consider myself a very fluid fluid person, and I, I feel um, before I used to struggle a lot with my inner fragmentation, mm-hmm. and I thought that one became whole by um, choosing fragments. But now I understand more and more that I become whole by embracing all my fragments. Mm-hmm. And going back to feminism, I think one of the key things is that one doesn't have to prioritize um, identities. Mm-hmm. I think that one I- that all our identities are as important. And I think one of the sad things that have happened throughout history with feminists is that, for example, when there were like feminists in the the leftist um, movements, Mm -hmm. so um, they would they normally would have to give uh, give give up their feminist agenda pro the let's say proletariat agenda right. or the communist agenda because it was supposed to be more important and we've seen that throughout you know many many feminisms in very different countries so what I and, and I always feel that it's the it's the feminist agenda that gets gets invisibilized invisibilizada yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. so for me you know let's say I I am from Colombia but my father, I, I come from a Jewish family, and I remember, and I went to Hebrew school, and it was a very conservative, um, tight uh, uh, upbringing, which was like patriarchal, Latino, and Jewish. It was a lot for mm-hmm. a woman, okay. yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember even people questioned me, but what if Israel and Colombia are in a war? What would you choose? And I got so annoyed all the time, you know. Right. Um. And and that's when I started not. And in retrospective, you know, that that, that caused. I always. I I hated that question. It's always when they ask, well, "Who do you love more, your mom or your dad?" Yeah. Or who do you want to make love to, a man <laughs> or a woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what you know? We so so bad. my point is, look at that. My point is that that I think. I mean, personally speaking, I don't want to 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 her- to do hierarchies. Uh, with my identity. Yeah. I think some, of course, I will be more vocal at certain times because I feel that it's important to be engaged uh, in whatever preoccupies you and your Mm. community, right? Contextually, yeah. Contextually, but I am not more this than that or more than than that or there's not a percentage of this and a percentage of that Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to compete with other people. Up yeah. with their identities. I find that extremely disturbing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and I love that you embrace this idea of, of being fragmented because, I mean, it's through the cracks where the light comes in, right? It is those spaces where, like, you're in between, where you discover so much. Like, people who are, like, completely... Tight and sealed. It's like, what can get through? What can you learn?
2: Totally. And I think the beautiful thing about this new generation is that there's so many words, right? There's so many new words. And I think language is extremely important. Yes, it is.
0: So, yeah. for example, yeah. it's a conversation that we were having right before <laughs> yeah. we came into the booth about what language means, how we. Um,
1: decolonize language well yes how we decolonize
0: languages and how we use it to to our advantages uh whether it is to be able to take gender out of a conversation and just seeing a person as a person and not just a gender right or how it is to be able to uh bring an old piece of art as you have into now this this new era where people can actually enjoy it right Right. and this goes back to head pieces for peace and where it was one of the things and where I was able to experience it when I was in Colombia and I went to El Museo de Medellin and I'm just like holy shit and 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 I mean I really hope that you folks actually look it up because it's it, it is about that it's about identity and how you, and how it is that you strip these identities and look at them but I I kind of want you to explain it a little bit because it's it's so incredible and it's so amazing and I was oh I was completely yeah. blown away when I How was I saw it born
1: it? and how has it evolved over over time?
2: Okay, so headpieces for Peace. Um, it's a five five and a half minutes uh, video. It's I was on- sitting there for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Vimeo and YouTube, and um, and it was it's interesting because basically it was a commission uh, back in two thousand eleven. I worked with uh, sometimes I collaborate with fashion uh, uh, collectives, and this particular fashion collective's name is Three Four. And they are, there are three people. One is from Palestine, the other one is from um, um, Russia, and the other one is Israeli. And they were uh, doing an exhibition in Tel Aviv about peace in the Middle East. They had like Yoko Ono's uh, peace tree, and they had like other beautiful, Maria Hasabi, who's a performer. Um, doing a a really beautiful um, dance with a Persian rug. So they had really interesting artists, and they said to me, Jessica, we would love for you to do something specifically for the exhibition, but, you know... It's fashion and it's religion and it's politics and it's the Middle East. And, <laughs> and you're like, like, oh, fuck! Yeah, shoot me in the head. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. So I went to their studio, like oh, baffled, you know. I'm like, let's see what I can do. And um, and they had uh, they had these beautiful fabrics that were printed. With um, uh, what they call or what it's called, maybe sacred geometry, which Mm -hmm. means all these basic um uh, geometry uh, uh, it's almost like tiles Mm -hmm. that that type of of, of, of imagery that that. All, mon- uh, all religions use, and you know, uh, of course, I have a problem with all monotheistic religions. Yeah. <laughs> but but I don't have a problem with the foundation of that. You know, I hate that religion as an institution. Yeah. But I totally uh, get the symbolic aspect of the sacred, yes. which has nothing to do with me for, to me for me with these modern you know, all uh-huh. major religions that are. And what they and, do with that. And them. what they do with that power. Yeah. And anyway, that's not just... Anyway, whatever. <laughs>
0: anyway, so I look at this it's beautiful... whole other one. It's, yeah. So I
2: see these beautiful fabrics and I'm like, okay, I'm just... I, so I, I got all the remnants of their collection. So I got like two bags with these beautiful fabrics. And I start thinking, and I don't know, all of a sudden, I'm I'm'm just, you know, oh, yeah. I, I've always had like a thing for nuns. Like... <laughs> I mean, you did grow up in Colombia. I don't know. That's a thing. I don't, yeah, I mean... I, Sir Juana Inés de la Cruz and I don't know anyway a little bit of a fetish anyway so I um, so I constructed these 11 uh, headpieces some of them uh, like non-ish all of the other ones like more like playful and stewardess another one like Farrah Fawcett because I grew up like with Farrah Charlie's Angels dubbed right. in right. Colombia yeah, I mean- Los Angeles de Charlie <laughs> so anyway so I constructed these 11 headpieces that hopefully um, uh, were like um, a nomadic uh, piece, sort of like a nomadic piece core. So, and I would go around the world in a tandem bicycle to promote peace. This was like the premise of Headpieces for Peace. So then I created monologues for each of the pieces. Mm. And that's basically the the short film. And I didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, but when we show it in the museum, like... Um, I, it's it's a collage, and I use a lot of like music, so it's and it's very playful. Um, so so it was interesting how it relaxed conversations. Like I, right. a lot of like uh, high school kids came, and uh, a lot of you know, or also like Arab and Jewish kids saw it, and and I, and it really promoted conversation. So that made me extremely happy. And then after that, it got picked up by like other international film festivals. And I was uh, happily surprised that it would actually worked outside of that very limited context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And when they invited me to show it in in Colombia, um, I had to put subtitles. And when I was thinking in Spanish, I'm like, wait, now I have something that I didn't have in 2011 and 2012, which is, you know, Todes, and the with the e mm-hmm. right removing know? gender Re- from exactly. such a gender language exactly yeah. and and putting the x so i utilized this new vocabulary t- and it was it was very important for me and it, it was very me sat- dio because then it was like putting headpieces today here right and i was i was telling Jules that it was interesting because there's a little segment in the in the short that two of the of the characters um, make out and kiss and at that moment I didn't want to use the gender neutral because for me you know two women kissing um, still for my generation uh, I, I don't feel that it was um, seen enough I f- I didn't feel that that visibility uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is 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 equal to other visibilities. Right. So I didn't want to neutralize that. So it was an interesting exercise for me to do that within the short.
1: Oh, I see. So where you put where you place them neutrally and where you actually yeah. reveal the gender and and yeah. make it a thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Time yeah. for a song. I want to introduce um, a Colombian queer artist which is not very right my <laughs> face as well. Who? It's it's, it's not very uh common Who? to have an out artist. Um mm. and their name is Bruno Toro. Mm. Oh right, that mm. white kid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a white Colombian kid. A white Colombian. Mm. And I say Kinda they cuz I'm not sure how they identify. So.
2: Kind of cute.
0: Let's listen and um, we'll be right back.
2: That's it.
3: Para comenzar
0: and we're
1: back we're back at rainbow notes nyc
0: we're back
1: yeah hey jules
0: hi gabriel hey how's it going
1: fine great here because we're with jessica mitrani
0: me (laughs) trani i'm still here (laughs) yeah she's still here
4: she's still queer (laughs)
0: that was funny i like how you waited like can i should i yeah yeah you know what fuck it yeah Hi. i'm still here <laughs> yeah we're still here we're still we're still having conversations about um your jewish background yeah which is so interesting
1: and openness. Uh, and...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i i find it interesting because where you grew up in is una costa right and it's very like afro influence and all you know all of this and then to find out that there's a, Jewish community in Barranquilla. I'm just like, what? what?
2: It, it's very what? interesting because Barranquilla, you know, because it's a port, so a lot of um, a lot of uh, immigrants came through Cartagena and through Barranquilla. Barranquilla was called La Puerta de Oro de Colombia, oh. Oh. and there are a lot of like Syrian and Turkish, Palestinian, uh, Jewish uh, people, and it's very funny because I look. A little Semitic, with the curly hair, mm-hmm. big yeah. afro, and and the nose. And for for everybody that looks like me, a lot of like people that come from Lebanon and come from you know uh, the Middle East in Colombia. They all in Barranquilla specifically. They all call us los turcos. Los Turcos. <laughs> it's just so, like, like like, like we general, would say Chino. Gen- Exactamente, yeah. los Turcos. So, you know, so I I grew up like, oh, you know, la Turca. Los, la Turca. La Turca. Mm-hmm. So then I, you know, I moved to to Bogota and I, you know, I, I went I to hate high Bogota. school in Bogota. Bogota es frío. I hate it. I hate Bogota. Pero since my father is Cartagenero, I definitely, you know, uh, uh, I, you know, identify with all of the, like, cultural, like... African like dance and music and all it's just extremely rich and it's it's very um like I feel like spiritually and emotionally it's it, it really I I gravitate tremendously toward that it's really a source of complete like power we have also like it's the carnival in Barranquilla it's the it's mm-hmm. it's um it's the only carnival in in, in Colombia. And it's now patrimony of, cultural patrimony of the like, ONU. Mm-hmm. Of the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah wow. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you've
1: been here for 20 years. Do you go back years?
2: often? It's funny. I call it like, un verano en Nueva York <laughs> que duró 20 años. <laughs> I arrived in 1999 for a summer. I did
1: wow. too. Oh, oh wow. wow. In July. Yeah, you guys
0: were in the same plane.
4: Oh, imagine.
1: Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Wow. You guys were on the same plane. And
0: yet here, here we
2: are. Look at we that. God. Yeah. I came to do the post-production of this film called Rita Goes to the Supermarket. That was, you know, my, my first film. And we, we shot it in Super 16 at oh that time. Oh, my God. And I came to do, like, um, to put it in, like, in 35 millimeters. Mm-hmm. At that time, you splice the negative. Yep. And when I arrived I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what do I do to stay here? What so, did you yeah, do? Exactly. So there was <laughs> <laughs> So there was this blinking thing uh on the on, on the internet. Uh that was uh <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um new school actor studio uh deadline extended, like a program for um actors, directors, and playwrights, and I, I've never studied in English full time, mm-hmm. so I went to see the program. It looked very hands-on, right. and I said film. I, I felt that I didn't need to go to film school because I already did a short film, and mm-hmm. I was assistant to a feature film in Colombia, and, um, and I also loved theater, you know, my past with, you know, a feminist exper- experimental uh, theater group, so I thought it was a good program, so I entered that program and stayed. And stayed, yeah. And stayed, and stayed, yeah. Was the new school free back then? Wasn't it free at some point? The what?
0: The new school? Wasn't it free at some point?
1: I I don't know that.
2: I think maybe in the beginning, beginning, maybe. uh, It was the new school of social research. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That's okay, okay. not a free I school. I a know, yeah, Amy, school. I don't know. You know
0: what? Once upon a time, school was
2: free. That <laughs> <laughs> was ordered if that was that. Yeah.
1: I went to beauty school and that was not
2: free. <laughs> that should not be free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah. I wanted to kind of bring us back into um, the influences that you have from Barranquilla and how they influence your art now, right? And I, I read up a couple of, you know, did my research. Mm-hmm. You know whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you talk a lot about like future like future aphorism oh, or oh, oh, afrofuturism, Yes, there you go, um, I fucking butchered that I'm sorry, <laughs> oh my no, god no, 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 and no, no. and the reason the reason why I asked because i when I was still in college, I was also studying and and I found it really incredibly drawing, um mm. because it's like this this concept of bringing these ideas into play now, mm. right, when we have like uh, racism in every single turn and so on and so forth and I just wanted to know how, how does that influence you now in this time right now how hot you know these racial themes are how does that influence your art now um,
2: it's interesting I think the, the older I get the less I, I separate um, being and doing and Everything becomes uh, mixed, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, specifically the the ideas of Afrofuturism. I'm. I had uh, a short film uh, called To Reincarnate as a Palm Tree. That actually, if people want to come see it, it will be screening in New York next uh, week uh, on Thursday. Thursday, the twelfth at OCD yeah. Chinatown. OCD is a, it's a gallery. It's great. You go. You guys should come and see it. But that, uh, s- that film was previously screened at the Salón Nacional de Artistas in Bogotá. And one of the, the, the themes of the exhibition was to use some of the um, ideas of Afrofuturism that Afrofuturism is basically the projection of black bodies in time and space. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not to use just the, the, the Not it's not a, a, a question to use the aesthetic of it, but to use these ideas about imagining other possible futures. Absolutely. Right, right. and privile- privile- pri- privilegiar, privilegiar otras other stories that are part of history, right? Right. So I think to, to, to answer that question, um, when I was doing, you know, apart from my own growing up, in in barranquilla and having that visceral connection with, uh, with you know african diaspora Um, um, what was i saying <laughs> afrofuturism yeah, 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 yeah. And, and how it connects back to yeah, you yeah, right yeah. now all right yeah so so basically it, it just gives me um uh, a possibility to again to articulate in mm-hmm. a different way my own my own growing up in a background where you know african uh, uh bodies were you know abducted to from 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 another literally another world right, right. and 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 forcibly having to re uh, uh to begin their lives without without any any notion of 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 the past without any notion of history or to to annihilate that history right mm-hmm. as we were talking before you know with uh, Catholicism and evangelists now, but yeah. before Catholicism, this, yeah. it's 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 like it's um it, it it's a constant uh, uh, brainwashing to produce a certain kind of values, moral values, and all the um, African religions were were trying to be annihil- annihilated and annihilated. Right. Uh, so um, and, and not only. I mean, African religions, but obviously indigenous religions indigenous. with their with yeah. their uh, with their plants, you mm-hmm. know, with their sacred plants. One of the things that colonizers first, you know, when they came to a place, one of the things that they would do was ban, you know, any sacred plants, any mushrooms or peyote, which are, you know, direct connections to whatever other realms that we believe or not. So, so basically, that whole articulation helped me understand um, that I felt very connected to these other cultures mm-hmm. and I needed to 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 um to look at that that was cercenated by a, by a, by certain other you know religions and and practices yeah. and 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 to reconnect with that uh, in a more conscious mm-hmm. level to to acknowledge that you know the importance of 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 those influences um and I think that that has um yeah that has changed the way i yeah the way i i I see the world you know mm. i i yeah I, I did some plant ceremonies you know <laughs> in <laughs> Gabon, I did plant ceremonies <laughs> in Brazil, and definitely as a, uh, that as a personal level and also on a, on a as a very interesting level not not um part of my research um uh of afrofuturism I encounter the world the work of Octavia Butler oh yeah and i was and i became obsessed with it mm-hmm. i've never I, I didn't know it wasn't in my radar mm-hmm. and it was so incredible so i read uh, the, she's amazing oh my god so the parable of the sower mm-hmm. and the parable of the talents which is which are like incredible um testimonies to what's happening today mm-hmm. in america like um in parable of the of the, of the talents um what the, the the presidential candidate has a slogan, that says, let's make America great again, literally. And Octavia Butler wrote this in the 1990s. So she wrote about about, um, America in 2020s, 2025, back in the 90s. And she said, uh, she describes a a complete dystopia of like the West Coast having no water and having, oh my God, she yes, saw this coming. She saw everything coming, everything coming. You guys, I mean, I cannot recommend Octavia Balter to everybody because it's not a coincidence that I feel an African-American writer uh, wrote this dystopia in the 1990s because dystopia has already happened in right. this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, so it's, it's part of the history of this country. Right. So that was a big also opening, you know, just researching not only, you know, uh, what... I have to deal with my own culture, but also encountering someone like Octavia Butler that I feel was so, uh, you know, uh, on point mm-hmm. to describing a society because she... Oh, how scary. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: but another thing interesting yeah. about, like, Afrofuturism is, yeah. that you know, it's, it's when times are so leak as they are right now, like, imagining new futures, like, opening people's minds and showing, you know, like, you do visually... Because uh, visuals impact the mind greatly, right? Absolutely, yep. And so yeah. to see other possibilities, yeah. to just yeah. escape or, like, yeah. imagine new ways of being, it's it's very important. The and work I, of artists is...
2: And I also think, like, okay, when people say things are so bad, things are so bad, but things are so bad, yes, things are bad. But also for whom, you know? Yeah. Because, okay... Uh, Yes, uh, let's go back where, to where exactly to monarchy. weird Yeah, weird exactly? Exactly.
0: So you know,
2: I mean, so it's very interesting when yeah. people think, you know, the, the thing is that, of course, you know that now there's no more, there's there's no any, there's not any mask, mm-hmm. you know, for the Republican Party. You know, there's no, there's not a, the, 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 you know, everything it's, everything it's spelled out. Right. You know, but the policies in this have been like this for many years ma- before. So, so there's, just because somebody, you know, spells it out in a an, an, uh, terrible way, uh, things, I mean, I'm sorry. I am, I think I'm, I, I am an optimist because I think at least people are more facing the real yeah. They're unionizing. Uh, the, they're coming uh, together yeah. to fight against and, and these the, things yeah. now. And also, the yeah. real how, how you, you know, I I came from Colombia and I love, new, I adore New York because of its diversity and it's like, of course, like the artists and, and and all of that. It's a great, it's a great um um city to 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 grow. So I had a lot of fantasies about the the American dream, but it's been a very uh, interesting waking up about the democracy here. Uh, you know so i i wouldn't criticize a a, a man you know that's stupid you know and who no, cares about the personality yeah. of a man yeah. right who cares right it's more like okay let's w- what about the system what how let's look at let's look at this so called democratic system and i think this is a tremendous opportunity because finally people are waking up to what type of democracy this is.
1: Right. And the, the thing is, like, so many people had been calling attention to it and yeah. they, they were dismissed. And exactly. it's taken, like, yes. a complete abandonment of any, like, Pretends. pretense <laughs> exactly. or decency. Yes, exactly. like, and that's the thing. I yeah. mean, I think one of the important things is that I guess... A lot of resources and energy do go or did go Mm -hmm. into, like, pretending and and being, like, the country of the free, et cetera, et cetera. And so now that, I mean, the the greedier they get, the less of an investment there is in in keeping those, like, appearances. And so we are in, in a new era, and we have to imagine new futures.
2: Absolutely. Like, the facade is gone.
1: That's right
0: and oh my god it cracked. it's just you know it's 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 so interesting to me because so both of you came from another country right and i was always in the in between i was born here but i grew up in colombia and i came back here and i finished my whole career here and so on and so forth so when i think about what the american dream was let's say for my mom right and i tell her about it now and she always says she was like you know the american dream or whatever it was was a lie it's always been a lie yeah it has never been what they what they fed to us right and and me not being an immigrant but being a a, a child of an immigrant i'm just like holy fuck like these are these are things that now as an adult now i'm seeing and i'm understanding because we weren't taught these things we weren't taught you know democracy the way that we're taught now we weren't taught these other things because what language was missing what information was missing maybe it could be because now we have google in our hands uh, right well, we have social media in our hands like, and social media is and like that's
1: becoming less and less democratic right as time goes on yeah yeah
0: so it's like so what does it really mean to have an american dream or what, it is, what does it really mean to create a different future in america mm-hmm. whether you're from here or coming from another country what does that even mean to create another future? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. This is well, <laughs> that
1: dream was always based on some exceptionalism, right? It's like these exceptional stories right. um, and, and always they seem and appear very honest. But it's hard to become a billionaire without doing things that aren't exactly moral, Let's not say, let alone legal, right? There's a lot of let's immoral things the legal that are legal. Part of it, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of immoral things <laughs> that are legal, but let's just say, like, it's hard to get that much money. I mean, being a billionaire in itself, in and of itself, is immoral. Nobody needs that much wealth. <laughs> no, right? they don't. No.
0: Looking at you, Amazon. Um, I, I would love to see how you would take this concept and create. Art with that like just what we were just talking about right now to to take that concept and how would you how would you actually like um i don't know like i'm thinking for you but i would love to see what your interpretation of that would well, be well we can give you a of little being minute a billionaire? no of being <laughs> <laughs> of what the the american in in into in you know parentheses quotations of what the american dream will look like
2: it's it's interesting i think that I first have to ask, I have to wake up and would say, what's, what's the Jessica dream first, right? you know? And, and I feel that one of the things that, that, that it's important is like, I think we have so much dogmatism, right? We have, we have all these institutions that tell us what to do, what to feel, how to be that I think um, one of the, I think first is to, to tap inside, to tap inside. And to try to find, what is my dream, right? What would be my dream? And maybe, or all my, my dreams. And my dream today is going to change my dream tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And then to find, I think, conversations, dialogue. This, right. is, this is the American dream, what we're sitting here now for me. Yeah. You know, to establish allies, mm-hmm. to establish conversations, <laughs> to establish in, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's dreams that start with your, the, way you, the way you encounter others, and some encounters are very intimate mm-hmm. and produce a certain wave Yeah, uh, that it's, you know, for, let's say, friends, families, or like a classroom or like an auditorium. Some people are very fortunate that have these grand personalities or grand, uh, grander platforms, right? So I feel that to be, to be aware that one can make a change, mm. first in yourself, yeah. then in then in any person that you want to extend your hand and wants to hold your hand and then slowly by slowly you know with um with your with your own conviction i think so and i think bigger movements and bigger plans um um will happen or or not but the intention right the intention to to produce change mm-hmm. i think that for me if if every person had would have that 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 intentions with themselves, you right. know, right. that life is not like this. And this, este es el mundo. Ya sí es, right? Life yeah. is not like you. You. You have, you have that option. You mm-hmm. have that opportunity all the time.
1: But like you said, you, you you have to look inside, right? And then and then to show that. I mean, I think so many of these prescriptions that exist are because, well, like. That's that's the fear. And that's how they sell you things. That's yeah. how they sell us yes. things. It's like if you yeah. show who you are, if yeah. you show up the way you are, if you show who you truly are. You're not yeah. going to be loved. You're not going to be liked. You're not going to be accepted. And that's how capitalism works. Right. Absolutely. Change this about yes. you. It'll yes. be better. Change that about you and yeah. we can sell it to you. We have that product. There's an app for that
0: oh my god (laughs) you just blew my mind who am i what are we doing here what's going on Ah, guys i'm gonna have an existential crisis in 2.5 seconds right before my 31st birthday isn't supposed to happen in your third oh my god i'm still 30 holy crap i'm dying
1: saturn is gone (laughs) it came and went Jules, (laughs) Jules, <laughs> you're so old now
0: i know you know what it's fine it's just okay beginning. i'm just beginning <laughs> youth is
1: overrated that's right you- oh. i
0: mean honestly it really is it's all about the spirit right how old the spirit yeah, is because totally. you're like 17 to me <laughs> like you told me you were can can yes, i say how old oh, you're please <laughs> she told me she was 51 and i looked at her and i was just like where wow. <laughs> you see what i'm saying like Come on, I feel like my soul is like seventy-five.
1: Also, if you if you ask, well, I feel like I'm a hundred, <laughs> but if you ask me, you go back to seventeen, I'd say, oh hell no, uh-uh, way. no way. Yeah, no me way. neither. That no. wasn't
0: a good. That was uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I I enjoy my mid twenties to my thirty. Good for you. It was nice. <laughs> They're I gone. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> I was a I was a little crazy my twenties. You know got <laughs> married young and did all that stuff and so on and so forth divorced now happily but you know it's just one of those things i did i did all the things we're supposed to do Correct. already right a, yeah, i exactly. already fit into that fragment right Correct. going back into the conversation we were having before i already did all of that so now i'm just like so what now
1: now <laughs> yeah. we talk to jessica <laughs>
0: yeah. what now what now what now jessica Everything, yeah. What now? Everything. All what's coming
1: up the for you? Time.
0: Yeah. What's 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 coming up for you besides you your show on Thursday? You have the opening on Thursday. On Thursday yes, I have the
2: opening
1: of reincarnating
2: <laughs> to reincarnate as a palm, as a palm, palm, palm tree. tree. Yeah. I love that name. And uh, soon, um, this series called America Feminizada, uh that I've been working on in Brazil will uh, premiere. Um, and it's a it's a series of very short films. Like the shortest one is five minutes. The longest is like around nine minutes. And it's the it's like lo femenino desde América Latina, like really broad, the feminine, right? So I chose um, every chapter. I chose um, an archetype and kind of like debunked a little bit that mm-hmm. archetype. Huh. So it's a fun series. I hopefully will translate. We'll do. Uh, English uh, subtitles. Is and that premiering in Brazil? It. Yeah, in okay. Brazil. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, when so, are you going there? Well, I I went already. Uh-huh. Um, I at the beginning of the year I sh- we sh- shot it. Uh, uh, all the seven, um, the seven uh, short films, and it's interesting. I encounter beautiful, uh, uh, very inspiring woman. One of them was is Lorena Cabnal. I um, if anybody can you know Google her, <laughs> Lorena Cabnal is um an indigenous feminist, and she. Um, uh, says of herself that she's uh, part of like feminismo comunitario mm-hmm. that sees uh, you know uh, the el, el cuerpo y el territorio the body and the territory is the same. So um, you know in that ca- sounds beautiful. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can recommend more Lorena cabnal She has beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, philosophy. So I encounter a lot of indigenous feminisms and black feminisms. And that was a, a beautiful, that, again, a beautiful uh, learning experience because to be able to produce these um, these um, shorts, I also was as, asking my 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 myself: What is you know what type of feminisms? I was very um, influenced by American feminists, and, I, and I'm very happy about that. Like in my generation, I you know like Betty Friedan, Gloria Steinem. And, you know, Adrian Rich as a poet, you mm-hmm. know, all of that. Yeah. But I really, really, when I started doing this work, I'm like, wow, I don't know about what is, what does it mean, like, being South American, fem- I mean, as, even, even Americano, and, and we don't right. even want it, I, I didn't even want it to include Spain because this was all about South America. Mm-hmm. So I had to look into other resources that I've never looked into. Me, that I consider myself a feminist, I was, I never looked into indigenous or black feminist from, you know. Uh, Latin America. Mm-hmm. So right. I read a thesis and, <laughs> 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 and other things. So and so so that was an uh, th- that was an incredible um discovery of uh, of theorists, of activists. Um a lot of um yeah, like amazing women like Berta Cáceres who, oh, you know, yeah, who was just murdered, yeah, yeah. Who was murdered because she was defending the right for water. Water you know, not yeah. to priva- privatize water and other incredible, inspiring women. Um, So that's what I've been up to. And, um, yeah. Wow. That sounds
0: like you're ending the year, like, with a bang, really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, and and it's true because when when I started, well, I don't know about you, Gabriel, when when I started learning about feminism and what that meant here in the United States and kind of going through the waves of that, I didn't think about what it meant to be of Colombian descent and what it meant to be a feminist in that. And I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, is that is like, that's a thing, right? And then thinking about, like, Afro influences and, you know, thinking about indigenous influences in Colombia, especially when you see, when you go, especially like, let's say, like, Medellin, and you see these indigenous people begging for money, because the government won't take care of them and it's their fucking land. Right? So you start thinking about these things and it's so incredible that you're able to conceptualize that in that way, using media as a form and using art as a form to be able to feed it to us, <laughs> feed it to the people, to the audience, so they can also start to
2: understand what that means. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's been it's been really an interesting an interesting way to incorporate um feminism and how you know, to incorporate feminism in my work now and how how relevant it is again with this new vocabulary. Right. Because all the time I feel um, it's about using uh, the new awareness to to yeah to continue and yeah right? absolutely. I mean,
1: incorporate it. Yeah. bring it into bring it to the people.
2: Yeah, because it's always changing. Yes, which is Hopefully. fantastic. Yeah, it is always things changing. Isn't that exciting yeah. right that we have we, we we can't even imagine what would be you know, the words that we will use in the future. Oh, my God, yeah. If there's a
1: future, but, you know, because... Hey,
0: what? Come on. You know,
1: when things stagnate, they stink. So, yeah, it's good that things flow and they change. Movement, movement, movement. Yeah.
0: Um, Jessica, we are at our end.
1: Yeah. It's time to play the last song, and... Any words? Any any final words for this show? We want you back. But, yes, gracias. But, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Thank you for coming. This was incredible. What an honor to have you here. Yeah. It was so
2: nice. Look her up,
1: Jessica Mitrani. Yeah.
2: Thank you guys. Yes. Look her up. Look up her. I mean, we're gonna
1: share things from you on our social media. We are gonna share on all the
0: medias. Um and definitely, I'm sorry, I'm in love with headpieces for Peace. Just because I got to experience it, right? How it's supposed to be experienced. Right. So, if for whatever reason and they are anywhere, if you're showing it any other place, okay. let us know. And, and I, we'll we'll share it with everyone because it's just something that definitely needs to be experienced because it really just like poof, blew my mind.
2: Okay. I I want to check if maybe the <laughs> online the online one doesn't have maybe subtitles. So that's a good point. There you uh, go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Refresh it. Uh-huh. Refresh it.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll um, do. So yeah, so it is. It is time for us to go now. It is
1: time to go. Yes. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you Mitrani. so much, Jessica. Thank you
0: guys. really appreciate you being here. Yes. Um, and this final song is going to be Mercedes Sosa. Mercedes Sosa. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Rima Notes NYC.
1: Rima Notes NYC. I'm
0: Jules. And I'm Gabriel. And we'll be back next week. Next week. Our final show.
1: Oh, final show of season five. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. And happy birthday, Jules. Hope you, you make it to tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Thank you, folks. David.
0: David. <laughs> I love what you can both stuff at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's all you get because you, know you, you
1: you got to make it to your birthday first.
0: Let's uh. Let's have salsa. Um. Do her thing.
1: All right, Mercedes.
0: Thank you so much, Jessica, again for being here. Yes, thank
1: you, Jessica. Me training,
0: and (laughs) (laughs) we're signing off now.
5: Este mundo cambia el clima con los años, cambia el pasto, su rebaño, y así como todo cambia, que yo cambie no es extraño. Just keep... Recuerdo ni el dolor de mi pueblo y de mi gente. Lo que cambio ayer tendrá que cambiar mañana, así como cambio yo en esta tierra lejana. Cambia todo cambio.